Are you disturbed by the ups and downs of the economy? The nature of speculation is that you make more losing decisions than you make winning decisions. Are you dissatisfied with the usual mainstream analysis? Well, Albert, maybe you know. Maybe that's the answer. <laughs> then join us for a critical discussion about the economy and the events that will shape your financial future. I don't know uh, where the market's going. Nobody knows. You're listening to The Economy. And those of you who are from Canada. With Albert K. Liu. We have a lot of explaining to do. And welcome to the program. Thanks for joining me today. It is Wednesday, June 1st. This is episode 214 of The Economy. I'm your host, Albert K. Liu. It's great to be here once again after several months. I actually haven't uh, recorded an episode of this podcast since late last year, actually. So I uh, have some uh, explaining to do, I guess. Uh, <laughs> But uh, basically what's happened is I have been focusing on my other show, The Power Market Report, which I distribute on YouTube as a video uh, video podcast, I guess you would call it, and, um, and uh, focusing mostly on financial markets now. So that's kind of been a change for me. And uh, incidentally, this podcast I'm putting up on the YouTube channel for the first time, so a special hello if you're a power market uh, listener or viewer and you're catching this podcast for the first time, this is the original show. It's a show that I basically talk about anything I want, not just uh, finance, but politics. And I've had some great interviews with um, Walter Block and Stefan Kinsella, uh, Doug Casey, people like that, all kinds of people. Jeffrey Tucker, we talk about Bitcoin, just talk about all things of interest including politics technology technology and sometimes financial markets but yeah it has been a long time in fact the last time uh, that I recorded this podcast it was actually Isaac Morehouse who guest hosted it back in November so I'll talk about that a little bit but um, yeah doing YouTube now and it, it has been very interesting uh, of course that was new for me I never had recorded video before uh, I guess August of last year, 2015, is when I started, and uh, it's been a challenge. I thought that doing an audio podcast was was difficult and time-consuming and all that stuff, but uh, going on video is is definitely a, a, a much uh, bigger commitment. So much more preparation, so much more in the production, but it's been worth it because the the uh, audience that YouTube brings is just phenomenal. They, it has just great reach, far better than I was getting on iTunes. Or anywhere else, so I'm very grateful for that. Um, interesting, though, like I said, it's it's different, and uh, my uh, some of my stuff has actually been appearing on sh on the Shift Gold uh, channel, which is Peter Schiff's um, YouTube channel that he dedicates for the Gold Company. I've been doing the occasional video over there, and it's funny, you know, when you when you're basically you're like Peter, and you get tens uh, of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, or more views per uh, per video you you catch a pretty wide audience so you get all kinds of people watching and all kinds of crazy comments at times and uh, one of my earlier videos people were actually making fun of my hair which is kind of funny because um, I didn't make it explicit perhaps I should have that this is not a hair channel nothing I do is <laughs> intended uh, to have anything to do with my hair or fashion or anything like that. I never claimed to be an expert on hair, yet people were commenting on my hair and Peter's too, which I find 
quite interesting. But it's been fun. Please, if you haven't checked out the YouTube channel, it's youtube.com slash powerandmarket, or you can go to my website at powerandmarket.com, and I embed all the, the videos there. So um, I guess I want to talk about the last episode because I was not present on that episode. It was Isaac Morehouse generously uh, offered to guest host the show, and Jeffrey Tucker generously offered to come on. It was great, uh, except for one thing. There's one thing that I didn't quite care for about that, and that was uh, the reference Isaac made to the debate that Jeffrey and I had uh, some time back where um, we were debating the uh, basically the impact of technology on freedom. I was uh, arguing that it's neutral or can take away from freedom. Jeffrey was arguing that uh, it is a, um, a benefit to human freedom. And uh, it was a fun, friendly debate. I think perhaps Jeffrey got the better me, uh, better of me in that debate. And certainly, the audience was for him. I could tell. But I take issue with Isaac Morehouse coming on my podcast, hosting my podcast, and taking Jeffrey's side. Um, but uh, I guess I could have done a, a better job. And if I could just revisit it, I guess my point was very simple, and that is. Uh, Technology, if it's accessible to all, it's a, basically it's a free-for-all. And it's, it's not uh, necessarily going to result in uh, more freedom for, let's say, the good guys. Uh, claiming that any technology, be it Bitcoin, uh, 3D printing, or anything else, uh, smartphones th- that, um, that come into existence, claiming that that's going to result necessarily in more freedom is, would be like going back in time and saying, Oh, you know, once we invent cars, uh, we'll never have to worry about the state because we can always just drive away <laughs> and they'd never be able to bother us. Or uh, once once we have boats, you know, we'll just sail across the ocean and they'll never be able to harass us again. It just doesn't quite work out that way. So that, that was my point. And I, I'm actually looking forward to having Isaac on my show at one point again so I can give him a hard time on that. I want to share uh, an experience I had the other day. I was uh, with my daughter, actually both my kids. We were at the mall because my daughter takes skating lessons at the mall. So I bring my my little boy too. And while she's skating, we just kind of hang out. And he likes to, you know, get into all the stores. Uh, But he especially likes the Microsoft store because, uh, well, it's right there by the skating rink. And uh, they've got all this fun stuff that he can look at now. They've got, you know, virtual reality stuff and tablets and all that stuff. So he likes to go in there. And, uh, you know, I think Microsoft is great. Uh, I don't, I'm going to criticize them a little bit here, but I don't want to be overcritical. I think all of these companies, um, even the ones I consider somewhat evil, do a lot of great things for us. So I'll say that right off the bat. But if you compare Microsoft with the other big technology companies, so that's Google, Amazon, and uh, Apple. I always thought that uh, Microsoft never really related well to the human experience, to the to the customer experience. That was never their fort, right? Um, they're more about the technology and that, but just understanding what people, how people interact, was not their strength. And you know, contrast that with what, for instance, Apple did with their user interface, or what Amazon is doing with the shopping experience. Uh, those companies really get sort of human preferences and the way we like to interact. Microsoft never really did, 
And this is a great example of that. We walk into the store and it looks pretty much just like the Apple store. So if you've never been into a Microsoft store, just think of Apple store. It's almost the same thing at this point. So my son's looking at uh, some of the tablets and notebooks and uh, you know I'm with him kind of balancing him on the on the stool because he's still really small while he plays with thing this thing and I look over my shoulder and behind me against the wall is an all-in-one computer a big screen with a built-in webcam and the screen is basically mirroring what the webcam is seeing its output so the thing looks like a mirror because I look over my shoulder and I can see myself I see my son beside me and I can see everyone who's in front of us so it's like a look like looking into a mirror but a little bit different because uh, after about a second of looking at it, I noticed, and my son looked over too because he was wondering what I was doing, that there was a little box around my face. And then there was a little box around um, my son's face. And then, there was, and then there was like a number on the screen, like it was counting down, three, two, one. And before I knew what was going on, it had put a little box above my head like a, a little like a yellow sticky with uh, the outline of a stick man and a number that it guessed to be my age and it did the same thing for my son so it guessed my gender and it guessed my age that's very interesting and uh it uh and and the image persisted so meaning like after I walked away, that thing was still there. So there's still a picture of me with my, my supposed age on there. And I'm thinking, I don't know if it's just me. I don't think it is. I don't think I'm that vain. But that did not make me feel very good to have a picture of me on this display with my age. I actually wasn't even close, but still. That um, did not feel great. And I don't see how that is a good marketing sales strategy uh, because I don't know I think most people especially say women over I don't know pick some arbitrary age 26 27 I mean basically very few people would want to have that <laughs> you know um, because human beings don't walk up to each other and just say hey I bet you're 31 yet <laughs> I guess this robot can uh, so this is Microsoft being completely out of it once again um, just imagine chasing people out of its store that they've spent so much time and energy developing. It's just crazy. So anyway, that was my recent experience with them. But there was another story um, relating to Microsoft, which I thought sort of reflected on them positively or just in general companies. Uh, apparently that they're, they're going to have to lay off between, I don't know, 15 and 1800 people because what they're doing is they're winding down their handset division. It's been, a, it's been a complete failure. Of course, they were late to the game. And so you have basically another failure in the handset market. And uh, that's a market that I'm, I'm somewhat familiar with because I worked in that industry. And if you look at the history of it, going back to, I don't know, the early 90s, um, you can see how difficult it is to get a foothold on that for very long. There was a time, I don't know if you remember, but when, when uh, Motorola was a big dominant player in um, cellular handsets uh, with, with the analog phones, they had the coolest phones, the best phones, the best standby time and all that stuff. And the, and, uh, the networks were great back then, or at least um, 
you know ubiquitous right for analog they call them amps phones but what happened when things changed the, the technology landscape changed uh, processing power increased to the point where digital communications was possible they deployed a digital network and once it just got to a certain point no one wanted analog anymore and Motorola had basically fallen asleep they were too busy basically milking their existing business that they really didn't develop the digital handset and Nokia um, just took over uh, clean sweep basically and they were the dominant player in the 90s I remember for the longest time uh, if, if you get a design into Nokia you're doing just fine it's very difficult uh, because they were uh, they were so dominant but then uh, we had another migration right we had data communications over the phones over wireless phones and and then uh, RIM came with a Blackberry everyone wanted to use email and that really did Nokia in and then of course after that you had again uh, wider bandwidths faster technology touchscreen uh, technology becoming cheap and uh, of course Apple came out with the iPhone and uh, buried research in motion and this is just going to keep happening I see iPhone is basically in a feature war now with uh, Samsung, HTC, and these other guys. It's going to be very difficult for them. The uh, and I'll talk about Apple at some point, but you know they had a very durable advantage for a while, uh, but now it's uh, the game has really changed because the others have caught up, and now it's all about features, which is like if you think about before, say. Uh, when the iPhone first came out it was like a treasure hunt and Apple had the best treasure map right? everyone else was kind of running around lost now everyone knows where the treasure is and it's just a race and uh, those companies can can run pretty well so Apple's got its work cut out for them but that's how quickly things change and uh, so Microsoft bought the handset unit of Nokia and on paper it looked great as you got Nokia who was behind but had good hardware and you had Microsoft who also was behind but had developed pretty good operating system for mobile phones so there was a chance it would work but it didn't and and probably the reason is because they were way too late and the developers never took to the Windows phone so in the end they got you know one percent or less market share so they're winding it down but I, I think this is a really good illustration of why the private sector is so uh, superior to to governments in basically managing capital and providing service and stuff because in the private sector you have to liquidate your mistakes or you're going to disappear and that's exactly what you see Microsoft doing here it's pretty difficult to to liquidate a nine and a half billion dollar mistake but that's what they're doing so you had you know Balmer out the old CEO out the new one in and what does he do he just assesses the situation decides they're going to go after the cloud and he starts he starts writing this down and he's written al almost the whole investment uh, off and now he's laying off um, I think almost everyone except a uh, skeleton crew uh, from, from the old Nokia legacy product and they, they sold off the uh, feature phone business so basically there's nothing left and of course that takes guts but that's what has to be done you don't see him uh, saying stupid making stupid arguments like well now that we're in it we got to win it right who says that 
it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Yet governments make these types of arguments for sticking with losing policies. Um, a CEO would never last doing that. And of course, that's why you want them managing uh, productive resources, uh, not, not the government. So anyway, uh, great story. I guess great instructive lesson here with Microsoft. It'd be interesting to see where this goes, whether or not they give up phones altogether. It's, uh, I actually like the phone, but um, without any apps, it's very difficult to expect people to use it. So anyway, just wanted to share those thoughts with you, and uh, hopefully I'll get back to doing regular episodes here. But actually missed the podcast format. It's, uh, it's kind of uh, so much easier and quicker to do one of these, get, get thoughts out there and get feedback really quick. So hopefully I'll be able to do this uh, more often. So um, before I go, I just want to remind you once again, if uh, you haven't checked out the YouTube channel, please check it out. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun, youtube.com slash powermarket. And uh, leave me your feedback. We got a pretty active community there of people and the comments have been great, have, have been really good and it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. So thanks for listening. Uh, I'll be back pretty soon, <laughs> definitely before six months with another episode. So please check back. And until next time, take care. The Economy was brought to you by WB Wealth Management, an independent fee-based financial advisory firm, and the Woodlands Bullion Company, your exclusive source for precious metals. Visit us online at wbadvisors.com. The Economy is produced by WB Wealth Management in cooperation with Mixsignal Innovations, LLC. This program is intended for informational purposes only and is not an offer to buy or sell securities or alternative investments. 